0: We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. I have a very special guest, and I always have a soft spot in my heart for therapists who are on a spiritual path and are doing some sort of spiritual work in their practice. And I happened to stumble upon our guest today. Her name is Stephanie Grace. And she is a state-licensed and board-certified professional counselor with the same amount of experience as I have, 21 years. And she has been counseling individuals and couples using her unique blend of psychotherapy and spirituality. She specializes in the treatment of adults struggling with anxiety, depression, and weight loss. She received her bachelor in psychology and master's in counseling psychology from Humboldt State University, and she has her practice in Portland, Oregon. But- we originally were going to talk a few months ago and I forgot what was going on in my life. I think I was house sitting for a friend and oh, things yeah. were were not conducive <laughs> to do a podcast <laughs> with three dogs. So I had called Stephanie. I said, look, I'm so sorry to cancel last minute, but this is not going to work. And she said, that's perfectly fine because I'm actually experiencing a loss right now. And I didn't even know how I was going to pull this podcast off. So as you guys know, synchronicities happen all the time. No doubt we were supposed to wait and chat now because her life sounds like it took like a 180 in about four months. So I'm really excited to bring her on the show. And she also wrote a book called Creating Real Happiness A to Z. So we'll get a chance to talk about her book too. So Stephanie, welcome to the Path Eleven Podcast.
1: Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here and so happy that we were finally able to connect. And just like, I love that, that the synchronicities or the connections that you, similarities that you and I have in common. That's so fun.
0: I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, same as you, we probably got into the field around the same times so we We're, you know, we've been in it for about 21 years. And I kind of had a, tr- a major transition about three years ago after the death of my mom and something within within me just kind of really felt like I was done doing therapy and really wanted to move more into spiritual coaching and all of the things that I've learned with energy healing and sound healing and and all this stuff, all all the trainings that I took outside of therapy and really bring it to people and to bring it to people all over the world. So I wasn't just restricted to New York State. And, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this, but it just Therapy like has its place, I feel, but it can be so restrictive with what we have to follow with, you know, all the guidelines and the licensure that can really kind of put a cap on how far we can go with people. So I'm really excited to hear about how you've made this transition even more recently. And, you know, maybe we can talk a little more in detail of your loss and what had happened and just finding out about the inspiration to your book that you wrote, and I don't know where where shall we begin? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let's see. I'm I'm happy to begin what wherever you'd like. What, what what feels like a good starting point for your your listeners, you think maybe?
0: Well, maybe we should just go back to what happened more recently with your loss and kind of what's going on current day and how you've kind of shifted 100% into your coaching business. And you know, how, how was that in processing this loss?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll share with you kind of my experience is that, you know, I, as you mentioned, I have been doing this work for now going on 22 years, but I talk about it in, in my book a little bit, but I'm a, a person that came from a very tumultuous upbringing. So I, I experienced, I promise this connects to one to the present day, but experienced abandonment and severe, severe neglect, you know, and so I've essentially spent my entire, I've always been a seeker drawn to healing. And so a lot of my journey has been in trying to heal this this trauma that I experienced. And so as I learn and am along my path, I, you know, had the desire to want to share with others. And so, you know, having all this experience Feeling like, oh, yeah, I pretty much have got this down. I've, I've healed and know, you know, like know what I'm doing. And, um, so what, what happened recently, you know, I, I experienced a, a, a loss. Not this wasn't a death for me, but it was a significant relationship that I was unexpectedly lost. And it was the cherry on top. So it's sort of my reaction to it was, um, I think, way more than maybe it would have been. But I think with every, you know, wherever I was at that time in my life, it it was what I needed in order to see the last layer of things that I thought I had. But hadn't so, for example, like I, I think I spent a lot of time in my life working on abandonment stuff. But I think that I had never addressed the neglect. So, like, so this this piece going up for some reason just allowed me to to just see all the things that I, I needed to see. And and in that actually with that loss, it's like I I did lose my sister. She and she was the only mother that I ever really knew. So she was like my mother figure. She she died when I was twenty six. And that at that time was so painful for me that I literally like put it away. I wouldn't look at pictures or anything. And, and you know, it's funny that, I mean, not funny, but I know that I didn't ever do that, but kind of didn't ever put it together that it was something that was in there. And that that loss of a relationship sort of like brought that up. It was like all the things that I needed to do all of a sudden for some reason just came at that moment. It was like my time. But in that, what I discovered my body sort of was, Demanding that I pay attention to it, it was like you know I was telling you that I got vertigo and and I was still like seeing full caseload and all these things and trying to do all my things and and I was, you know I don't know if you've ever had vertigo but when you have it severely it's the most frightening awful thing and it's like the only I felt like it was the only way that my body could say you know what if you're not going to listen we are going to make it so you have to listen because I couldn't move I was like you try to move and you're like spinning you're you know throwing up it's it's an insane thing, but it makes sense to me that the body would be like, we will go this far to get your attention. And so basically I was working with a healer and she told me, Stephanie, if if you don't stop taking care of you, you your body has to know that it is free to not take care of one more person. Otherwise it, it will it will keep doing this. And so it was the first time that I, I think that even though I thought in these years of doing all this work that, oh yeah, I I meditate every day. I run. I'm a mindfulness expert. Like I know how to take care of myself, but this experience made me realize that no, no, I didn't actually like, and it required me to just like actually just lay on my couch and read. And I ended up taking a sabbatical. So I took, I took a full month of not, doing anything, seeing any clients. And it's the first time ever in my entire life, I'm, I'm, a, I use, I'm a recovering type A. So I used to be like, you know, just go, 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 go. And so this was just like, wow, this is what it's like to actually like take care of yourself. And so I did that for a full month and then felt ready after that month to start seeing some clients. And so I took back clients who were private pay, who weren't insurance clients, who came and wanted to do the work. And so I was very selective and kind of who I invited back and then decided that I just I can't do the, you know, the sort of clinical insurance clients anymore because it's like what I've noticed is like you were saying, it's too restrictive. And also it requires too much for me in terms of my energy. I think that a lot of and I'm I'm not I'm saying this is the case for everyone, but a lot of times when people are used to using the medical model, it's like, you know, they're they're not they're not. They're not paying a lot of money. And so I've noticed for me that a lot of times they're not really willing to do the work. And I'm a person that's like, if you want to come and work with me, like I'm going to give you homework every time I, I, I know everybody has the ability to change. So I, I want to give you what I know and what I've learned. And I want to help you be able to actually make those changes in your life. And here's how you can do it. If you listen to me, right? Like try these things, it'll work. But you know, what I've found is that the people that tend not be willing to do the work are often not paying very much money and they're just, they're not motivated. And I, I found from this experience that that was so draining on me and so uninspiring to me. And that whole piece was just real. I was enabling, I was enabling all those people. And so this experience helped me to see that, like, no, I can't do it anymore. I only want to, I only want to, share my light and lift people up and who want to be lifted up, who are willing to do the work. And so from now on, that's it. (laughs) All I can do. That was a long winded answer.
0: No, that was great. (laughs) And oh, my God, we sound like two peas in a pod. I mean, you just explained (laughs) my whole journey as well. And and it is interesting because we we do value what we invest in. And, you know, insurance can be great. And I will say I had Probably through my career, a good handful of clients that used health insurance, but were really doing the work, you know, wanted to do the work. And it was helpful for them because maybe they couldn't have afforded the full pay. But that percentage was pretty, pretty low. And I really had to reset my intention, too, because, you know, in the clinical field, especially when you're dealing with like anxiety or PTSD, those are the things that I specialize in, too. It's sometimes it's it's chronic crisis. You know, people are in crisis and it's kind of like you're not really able to even set any goals because people are just trying to survive through the moment, you know? So I really reset kind of my intention. Who were the people that I wanted to work with? Because, like you, you know, I said to a client who was a little confused about why she was coming in and I could tell really wasn't ready to make the change. And I said, look, you got to get clear on what you want to do because if you want to get somewhere, I can help you move really fast. Like you said, I have the tools. (laughs) I give homework. I'm going to I'm going to give you everything that you need to get where you want to go. But you have to want to go. You know, you have to want to do that work. And that type of person to work with is much different than somebody that's coming in more for de-stress, need to de-stress, to vent, to just feel like they need to be heard, you know, which is can also be very healing. But I'm kind of like a person that likes to see that change happen because I know that people can heal and change. Very similar to what you said. Yes,
1: yes, and I mean, and th- th- that, that slight change, I, you know, for me, like you said, maybe there are people that that is their work and that feels good, good to them to be available to just let people be heard. But for me, my soul really like lights up, and it doesn't feel like work anymore when I feel like I'm able to truly share my gifts. And I I feel like for me, like if it's not spiritual in terms of somebody, you know, I, like I really only feel lit up by doing this more spiritual work because I feel like it's the truth. And I just feel like the, those are the people that I really enjoy working with. And if I, I, I don't know, I just don't find working in kind of more traditional therapeutic way That's interesting to me. It's not as stimulating, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you
0: know, say, I, I don't know if this happened to you, but like in the beginning when I was in my early twenties, like that worked, I didn't even know half of the spiritual world until like I took my first Reiki training and I was like, well, what is this, you know? But- but now, like through my own evolution and my spiritual journey, it's kind of like, I can't not talk about this stuff, you know, and and how I understand life to be with, with some of these interventions. So I'm curious to know, what kind of healer did you go to during this? And what kind of spiritual interventions have you used in your own journey and healing your own soul? And what have you found helpful?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like of the notion that be open to anything because you never know what's going to work. And I love trying all the things. Like if I hear something new, I'm like, "Whoa, I want to try that. Let's try it. You know? So, but really for me, I work with energy healing and the person that, and my massage person is Reiki, you know, and also, you know, cranial sacral, you know, she mixes kind of everything in, in there. And, and then actually it's her mom, who's my energy healer. So when I had, and they're just amazing healers, but when I had my vertigo and kind of like, you know, my, I don't know what we can call it, but I think our society would probably call what happened, like, probably like a, you know, sort of an emotional breakdown or, you know, or like, what do you call it? Existential crisis sort of thing. It was right. like a major life shift, you know, yeah. when, I, when I had that, that vertigo and, and everything came to a an head and she was, she's really just very intuitive and, and energetic healer, you know? So yeah. yeah, that, that really works well for me.
0: Yeah. I think some of the terms that I've heard before is like the dark night of the soul, you know, and that was at it. Least, yeah. <laughs> and, and loss can do that. You know, it doesn't like, you know, it doesn't have to be an actual death. And I always say sometimes, you know, when we move through really tough losses in relationships and the person is still alive, sometimes I wonder if that's even harder you know, because the person's still here on earth. And as you know, you can still, I mean, it's grief. Grief is grief, you know, loss is loss. And yes, there's, it varies in different ways, but, you know, a relationship can really be extremely pivotal, you know, when you're going yeah. through something like that. And it is amazing how grief and loss can also be a catalyst if we allow ourselves to choose it, choose to teach us something. Yes, okay. It sounds like you went into a pretty deep reflective place and probably took that month off and did everything that you told a lot of your clients to do and kind of worked the
1: program in a sense. Totally. I'm, I'm so grateful that I mean, and I know it all went down the way it's supposed to. And, you know, it's funny, you just get a little bit of space and you're like, oh, that makes so much sense. But, uh, you know, I, I am very grateful because I think it really helped me level up. I mean, it it really was the catalyst to help me get to where I needed to go. I was, you know, ready to to heal certain things, ready to move up, ready to shift in a new life direction. And it just that was it. That was the cherry on top that just sent me in the right direction. So, yeah, yeah. I'm really grateful for that.
0: You also brought up an important point, too, that some people may be listening to this. It might click for them. But, you know, how you mentioned you were going through this loss and then some of the loss of your sister when you were. You know, in your twenties, mm-hmm. kind of came back. And anytime we experience a loss, any loss that we've had previous, it it is. It's like it kind of gets dug up because <laughs> the body remembers it, right? We have cellular memory, so it's like, oh yeah, let's 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 bring this loss. But so it's it's kind of like is layered. Is you know, when you experience a current loss, you're still also working through the layers of old loss as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So it was interesting, you know, how you can. Place things into your unconscious without really realizing it, and that that experience of that loss helped me and you know w- with the help of of my own therapist helped me to sort of see that i I had sort of had that loss in my sister, who was like my mother figure when I was twenty six so it had you know been just over twenty years, but never really grieved it or processed it, so I had taken it and just like put it into my body. And I was holding on to her because I thought like, if I let her out of my body that I would lose her. And so it was like this, this, this loss that I had that helped me to actually go in and realize that I don't need to hold that in my body. And it's in fact, it's hurting me and not it's causing blocks. And if I can allow myself to feel that pain and, and let her go, I know that she's actually here with me all the time. Like, all the time. I don't have to hold her in my body. So that was profound for me to like, mm. I had no idea I was still actually holding her so much in my body and and not allowing myself to let go of that and, and grieve that. So that, that loss that I had, you know, really allowed me to grieve the loss of my sister that I never actually did.
0: Oh, wow, that's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Great, great kind of realization too. And, you know, when you were talking about the vertigo, I've experienced it once like came out of the blue I had no, I thought I was dying I had no <laughs> idea what was going on and it, I, it was like I couldn't get out of bed for I think three or four days and I was in I think it was like close to Buffalo New York which is about five hours from where I was living at the time and I somehow had to get into a car and drive home no and I was still like at that point I was still like a little dizzy but I was able to walk but it's really debilitating for sure When I think back at that time, though, and thinking about your story, a lot of my healers would say, you know, the place where your body manifests things can also be a bit of a metaphor for something that you need to look into, you know. So when I think about vertigo and a lot of it's kind of happening up here in the head and what are we not willing to see or, you know, like our eyesight can be really affected by it. And like you said, dizzy. How did you make sense with how your physical body was reacting and the vertigo? Cause you said like it cleared up once you made that decision to kind of shift from taking care of so many people and changing your practice a little bit. So what did you think the vertigo was about?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. I mean, I just love how wise our bodies are. Aren't they fascinating how they take care of us? Well, and it's just so funny how I, I was unaware of my self-care. Like I thought I was good at self-care, you know, because I was doing like the things, you know, checking off the list, but I wasn't truly listening to my soul and what I really needed. I wasn't really ever truly resting, you know? And so I think that, and I didn't know that I was overworking. Like I didn't know I was like overdoing it. And so I, I think that the the vertigo made, and I don't know if I would have, I mean, cause I I was under, you know, the the assumption that, I was okay, and so it, it took like like you're saying vertigo is one of the scariest things I've ever experienced, and it is debilitating. You can not. I mean, the thing about me is like if I have anything, I'll just keep going. Like if I hurt myself, right? You know, I I I can work through it. You cannot work through vertigo. You cannot, and so it's the one thing I think that makes you stop. Like if you get up, you'll fall down because you 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 know you spin. <laughs> You know, yeah. you literally cannot get off the couch or the bed or whatever. Like you, you are made to stop. And so it, it's funny kind of now that you mean, I mean, at the time it was the most frightening thing ever and it wasn't funny at all. But now it's funny that, like, the you that my body's like, okay, if you're not going to listen, we will make you rest, you know? And so it, to me, it's like, it was such a wake up call. It was like, I was stuck laying on the couch and my healer told me, you have to take a sabbatical, like you, you have to. So I actually, that day called up every single client. I was so frightened. I'm like, didn't think I could do that. Didn't know how it would make it financially, but it's so weird. I I didn't do anything different and somehow it all just worked out. Like I I didn't, I was fine financially. My clients were so loving and fine. Everything was fine, but I was convinced in my mind that I couldn't take a break. I had actually planned a break for two months later, but you know, my body wanted it right then. So I think that the vertigo was really about letting me know I needed to stop and actually take care of myself to process the the the, the loss to process you know to everything that was going on to, to truly take care of myself to listen to my body and I I haven't watched one minute of TV since those four months I had, I, mean, I had my life I mean I've always been good at taking care of myself but things have very much shifted in terms of really now listening to myself and not. Distracting myself from honoring and and you know listening to what I truly need, and so it, it was a, a way of stopping me. You know, which is so yeah. funny.
0: And so, would you say that now you really do know how to rest, and is resting a vital component now to your self care?
1: Definitely, I I feel like I've become one of my animals. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty much um you know I'm just seeing clients part time and kind of working on some some new ventures for that other part of, of my time. And with that, that other 50% that I, I have not filled it. So I just, you know, take my time to read or listen to podcasts, spend time with my animals, walk, do yoga, connect with friends. So I'm just, my life is just really a lot of just enjoying life now rather than, you know, being so busy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because I thought I was that way. (laughs) Right. Until. mm Yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember one year, I think on the podcast, I had interviewed like three or four people and they might have been more within like the Buddhist like lineage of what they were practicing. And I kept hearing the message. If you do less, you'll get more done. And that concept to me was just like, why do people keep saying that? You know, because I'm very much of a worker bee you know, get things done, own a couple businesses, like, you know, I thrive in that and just feel so passionate about it. But, you know, you kind of get to the point where you can burn out quickly, too. And so I remember when I started applying that theory, I was like, OK, well, I've heard this enough and I've read it in some books. And what would happen if I, too, went down to part time? And maybe instead of seeing like 32 clients a week, I see 12 or 15, you know, yeah. and And it's like, what opens for you is this beautiful energy of creativity. If I feel like I was able to get even more in touch with my intuition and use that downtime to be more creative, better at it, because you have that time and that space, you know, to do that. And what they said was true. It's like, do less and you get more done. And I just couldn't believe it until I actually applied it. And I was like, wow, this really works. And it feels so much better.
1: Totally. And it's, it is like a a miracle, you know, that how things just work out, how we have these fears where we're like, I can't go down to part time. How I need, I can't, I wouldn't have enough money or whatever, but it's amazing how it all just when you honor yourself, it all just falls into place. It's like, like you said, I'm I'm seeing like, you know, maybe 12 clients a week, you know, and it's like, how is that happening? How am I just making that work? It's just working, you know, it just does. And I mean, it's because it just balances out. Like you make a little bit more than with insurance and I don't know how it works out. It just does somehow. Just
0: as it does. Well, and that reminds me too, you know, of just the simple fact that, you know, the universe and that universal life force energy is abundance it's all about yep. abundance abundance is our birthright and it's you know that that universal life force energy doesn't know lack you know there is no lack anywhere so you know when you lean into it and and trust it it provides it just does like you said you don't even have to understand how it's happening but it's happening Yeah,
1: and, and i don't even worry about it and it's just all there and i'm like i don't i, sh- I don't even know how it happens it just, just does. does i
0: love, I love it, it. I love better it. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit more about the book that you wrote, Creating Real yes. Happiness A to Z. What was the inspiration behind that? Yes. And
1: <laughs> there, It's so cute. I love the cover so much. It is cute. Yeah. So the inspiration behind that is, you know, having been doing the, the therapeutic work for, you know, around 20 years at, the, at this time, just felt like I wanted to reach more people. You know, that still remains my goal of kind of wanting to get out of the one-on-one and finding ways to reach groups or, you know, just spread my word out in the world. And so the book was an idea of a way that I could reach more people and how, you know, knowing what people are like, what I've learned is that most humans get easily overwhelmed, you know? So I wanted to create something that was very bite-sized. So it's like very easily digestible. And so that's why it's like in an A to Z format and why essentially I've taken all the things that have been, you know, very beneficial for me in my life and with my client, and I sort of just put them into a book. And so it's like, you know, you you can use it in multiple ways. It is a book that you could just keep by your bedside and and flip it up, you know, open it up one day and just say, oh, okay here's an interesting thing for me to think about today. Or you could read it cover to cover and do the exercises as you go along. But it's it's really just you know a tool for people to you know understand how to create more or be more hap- happy to find them tr- their true selves and live a life you know free from suffering and as, this is the thing is that i i believe that well, for anyone to live that way and as you say it is our birthright to be happy and happy. abundant and to be in joy, that that is how we should all feel every day. And there's no reason why we shouldn't. It's just our mind and our conditioning that makes us believe otherwise.
0: Exactly. So what if we play a little bit with your book and would sure. you like to <laughs> randomly open up to a page and we'll set the intention that whatever page you're drawn to and you open up to is going to be the message that every single person that stumbles upon this podcast <laughs> needs to hear the moment they are listening to this podcast. So this message will be for everyone. So we'll just ask the universe and set that intention that this this part of your book is going to resonate with every single person that pops onto this podcast. And they say, oh my God, I can't believe it. It's gonna be an awesome like synchronicity for them and they're gonna no. be blown away and then they're gonna wanna get your book and talk <laughs> to you and work with you. So awesome. yeah, so why don't we
1: do that? Let's see Okay, happens. let's do it. Let's see what okay. we come up with. All right. All right. Ha ha. This is so funny because you said it so many times. Creativity. Ah, okay. love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, yes. It, it's kind of long. I don't know if you want me to read that. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let, let's do okay, it. Okay. So it. It, it's, it starts with the quote, every child is an artist. The problem is how to remain an artist once he grows up. Pablo Picasso, Yeah. And it says, creativity is something we all have within ourselves. Getting in touch with this aspect of ourselves is key to living an emboldened life. The first step is to declare declare yourself creative. The next step is to begin to honor your unique creativity. How do you do this? Begin to listen to your true self to understand what being creative looks like for you. Another way of saying this is to look for what brings you joy What sort of activities or encounters activate joy and excitement for you? Maybe it's painting or collaging, or maybe you feel a certain thrill when you are journaling or gardening. My brain enjoys coming up with solutions to difficult problems that are outside the box. If I didn't allow myself to be creative, I might not be able to come up with some of the zany ideas that I do. When you feel joy and excitement, you know you are headed in the right direction. Creativity also requires trusting yourself Because being creative is courageous. Being creative means you are allowing yourself to be unique. You are taking a step outside the norm to express what is true for you personally based on your own experiences. It makes sense that the creative aspect of ourselves might get stifled with conditioning. It can be dangerous to go against the stream in our world. We may shut down our creativity in order to keep ourselves safe by blending in with everyone else. As you grow through this process of getting more in touch with your true self, you will have the opportunity to get more in touch with your own creativity. This will allow you to see how you might begin to take steps toward the life you desire. Often, getting where we want to go in life requires us to think outside the box, which is being creative. This requires that we trust ourselves, not what others will think. I love that. And that
0: is such a message for me, too. I can't even believe it. I
1: mean, on on a real
0: level. So, you know, part of my transition to moving from therapist is a little bit of an ego death, in all honesty, because it's kind of, you know, you spend so much money, you go, you get a master's degree, you spend a ton of money on your licensure, on your continuing education credits, you know, on everything. And I will say my ego always really enjoyed when people say, oh, well, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a licensed mental health therapist. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> you know. And so to let go of that and to let go of that identity, you know, was, was really good. It was really healthy. It was a nice, you know, test for the ego. But more recently, I have also started combining my energy healing with art. <laughs> 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 I've been doing abstract art and kind of created this called high-frequency healing art. And I use my sound healing instruments and like encode a lot of different frequencies into it. So hearing that, and it was the quote of Pablo so and declaring that, declaring your creativity, you know, in the beginning, I was like, well, I'm not an artist, you know, I'm just kind of doing this for fun. And it was like, but you know what, it's okay if I want to call myself that now. And so I'd like that and, you know, declare your creativity. And also the big thing that you said in here is honoring it and then also trusting it. So I love that you gave other examples. It doesn't necessarily have to be drawing or or journaling. It can be gardening or whatever the case may be. But thank you, universe, because it knew I needed to hear that. Because it's like new, it's new territory for me, too. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, how did I go to school and do this for 22 years? All of a sudden, I'm like, you know, in a totally different direction. But it feels so good. And like you said, it lights me up, feeds my soul. And it's so much fun. And I am really following my joy, which is exactly what your passage talked about. And that's what's important. And it doesn't matter what you do as long as you follow it. And so I love that we just did that.
1: Me too. It's funny. We touched on creativity throughout. And then that was the one, of course. Well, we asked the universe for it. I know. I know. We Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: why don't you tell me a little bit more and my listeners too, because they'd love to engage with our guests. What kind of services are you providing? If anyone listening to the Path 11 podcast says, oh, I love her. I love her energy. I want a one-on-one session with her. You know, what do you do and what are you offering people?
1: Yeah. So right now, yeah, I'm mostly offering, you know, which is really mindfulness-based. So I mean, and anyone can come it doesn't matter what there is i believe that you know that the solution is really to move past the conditioning that you have so that you can remember the truth of who you are and the truth of who you are is is love and so if we can come to you know love and accept ourselves and remember our truth you know that is really our our key to happiness and and peace. And the the work is in understanding that our conditioning comes from the outside world, right? It's like the conditioning develops our ego to keep us safe, but then that it it goes beyond keeping us safe and begins to hinder and cause us suffering. So it's like, you know, helping people to learn about their conditioning and learning to retrain those neuropathways, retrain their, their negative thinking or the ways, the beliefs that they've developed throughout their lifetime to come back to what never left, you know, their the truth of their true nature of who they are. So that's, you know, kind of a little bit of the work that I do. And then I do other things like I have a retreat coming up in February called Enjoy Yourself, I-N-J-O-Y, Enjoy Yourself. And so that's going to be in La Paz, Mexico. And that is a retreat where people can come and heal and and it's like, they'll they'll be learning meditation. I'll be teaching, but teaching will be about honoring your truth. So understanding why why we might not honor our truth and learning what is your particular truth. And so it it is going to be some more about unlearning so that you can come to honor your truth. And then there will be a yoga teacher who's joining us. And then a human design teacher. I don't know if you're familiar I'm with human design, but I don't know much about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm new to that, but, but that teacher will be helping. And that, yeah, so those, I do things like that, retreats, and then, um, you know, just little classes and things like that, that, that'll offer online, like meditation, often coupled with like an educational piece to it. So kind of things more in, in that realm now, a little less traditional, more, more spiritual in nature. Wow, that's
0: beautiful. And yeah. why Mexico? Do you have a, certain connection to Mexico or was it just these other practitioners kind of getting together and saying, hey, come with us and be a part of this or?
1: Well, I actually bought a house in La Paz during COVID and like spent like I kind of went down there every month and fell in love with La Paz. And so I just felt like oh, I want to bring people here to this healing, amazing place. And so just and then found this really cool ranch where I'm going to ho- hold the retreat. And so that that was kind of how that idea came about, just from spending so much time there, fell in love there and then wanted to invite people to come experience it. It's a really healing place in the ocean. Yeah,
0: beautiful. I love that. And you also said that you're spending like 50 percent of your time working on some new stuff. Do you want to give us a little taste of what we can expect
1: of what you're bringing? (laughs) I'm really excited. Yeah. I mean, so here in Portland, I uh, with way that the market is, it's a good time to be. Anyway, I, I found this property that I'm, I'm buying and what my dream is to turn it into a, a healing center. So I'm working on that. And and what I want to do is work predominantly, I'm going to be working with women. It's going to be for women. The name of it is going to be Love Land and it's going to be a healing center for women. So it's going to be, you know, essentially what I described to you and what you described to me are people who are experiencing like, you know, you're at a place in your life where you're having a dark night of the soul, and you can come to this place. I want it to be a place where you can come for a retreat for like a month, and and you can have all these healing things. You can learn how to truly have self care and and be taken care of. You know, because this is the thing that I know is so many women, us women, are out there just like we're caretaking, 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 and we don't even realize how much we're not taking care of ourselves. So it's like. I want to teach people. I want to first take care and, you know, have these women be able to come here and just hold them, help them to just be able to relax and feel like it's a sanctuary. So it's beautiful. And just have meditation and sound hearing and yoga and massage and then classes and group sessions and individual sessions. So it's just going to be this lovely retreat center for women.
0: Oh, it sounds beautiful. Loveland. I love it. Loveland. All right. So when this is up and running, you have to come back on. OK, okay. So we can talk more about it. And yes. maybe you'll maybe you'll bring me and I'll do some high frequency healing art for your people. God, I you love know, that, that I would, would be love cool. That. <laughs> yes. and, and I'll come and take my month's sabbatical there and you yes. know, relax. But that sounds wonderful. And we need more of that. And I love that you're catering directly to women because yes. we need it. We need it. We well, do. Stephanie, thank you so much. It was so awesome to meet you and talk with you. I feel like you're part of my kin, you know, my tribe. So (laughs) so great. And can you just let my listeners know what your website is and how they can get a hold of you?
1: Yes, my website is stephaniegrace.com. And just the unique thing about my name is that Stephanie doesn't have an E on the end. So it's S T E P H A N I G R A C E. And then my Instagram is the same, but it's a little bit odd. There's a, a dot between the Stephanie and the Grace, and then there's a dot before the E. But if you just search for Stephanie Grace without any, you'll find it. But okay. those are my, the two places that I really, I try to post like mindful minutes or, you know, inspiring things on Instagram almost daily. So it, it's a, it's a good place to get some pick me ups. Great. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I'll put those in the show notes and I will also hop on our PAP11 site and I'm going to go ahead and follow you. Great. Mindful minutes and track you and see what you're doing. So <laughs> yes. Yeah, lovely. Thank you so much. And again, the book that Stephanie wrote is calling Creating Real Happiness A to Z. And I'm sure people could probably buy that. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, like every major bookstore or whatever. And she also has that on her website as well. So I hope you guys really loved that passage that she wrote. And if you are listening to this podcast, I would love for you to get more in touch with your creative side, explore that a little bit more, rest, relax reset. That's what this podcast is all about. (laughs) And so, Stephanie, again, thank you so much. And I'd like to thank you all for tuning in and listening. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review the PAP11 podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, this podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Path 11 TV. Visit path11tv.com to start a seven-day free trial of exclusive video content on consciousness, healing, and life after death. That's path11tv.com, and be sure to use coupon code PODCAST30 to take 30% off your annual membership. Start satisfying your spiritual curiosity with a membership to Path 11 TV today. Bye for now.